some people just don't feel like they want to be burdened with having to feel like they have to you know, participate at a certain level or being involved in a high octane culture. So if you're able to define it and they connect with you on that level, then they're going to come there. But if it's something they don't want, then they don't. I think it's a way of not even just recruiting more effectively in terms of getting a number of clients, but getting the right clients because they're going to come to you because you're being real and authentic and, and they understand the experience ahead of time. This is the Rebel HR Podcast, the podcast where we talk to HR innovators about all things people leadership. If you're looking for places to find about new ways to think about the world of work, this is the podcast for you. Please subscribe from your favorite podcast listening platform today and leave us a review. Rebel on, HR Rebels. All right, Rebel HR listeners, thanks for joining us this week. This one's going to be a fun one. Uh, We with us today have Kelly Keenan. He is a leading brand strategist, an agency owner, a sought-after speaker, and a leadership consultant. He's the founder and president of Brand Story Experts. And for the past two decades, has helped hundreds of brands clarify their story to ignite their culture and their sales. Uh, he has a uh, recently released book called Everyone is an Influencer, Building a Brand by Engaging the People Who Matter Most. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Extremely excited to have you here. And I can tell this is going to be a fun conversation just from our kind of our preliminary discussion here before I hit record. So um, first question I want to ask is, what got you into the kind of the people marketing space or the more holistic marketing space? Yeah, so I, I had an agency. I, I, I started in marketing right out of college and, uh, you know, 24, I opened an agency and was in a traditional marketing agency for about 12, 13 years. And, and what I saw was really it wasn't about the ideas and selling. It was, you know, really success was happening. Uh, through the channels that were coming out and, and using Facebook and YouTube and all those things to educate. I, I come <clears throat> come from a family of educators. So to me, I was always, I almost went into education. So I was like, this is a great opportunity to use these channels to educate. And and I, I ended up starting a new business called Brand Story Experts uh, because it was about, you know, really wanted to, to, to capitalize on that opportunity um, and once I started doing that, helping people kind of get their story straight, clarify who they are and celebrate that story. Once we started doing that, what I noticed was it was really not just helping out with customers. It was really helping out more with the team and, and, and clarifying you know, best practices and, and being real about who the company was. So as a benefit, you know, it was a, it was a big culture changer because it solidified who they were. And, and, and really everything, the experience got better for everyone. And uh, that's, that's how I got into the people business because it, you know, when you talk about celebrating the company, it's, it's, not, it's not fictional, it's, it's real and people can see it was real. So it was more meaningful. It affected the culture. It affected uh, the way people hired, retention, everything. So that's, that's kind of the, the shift and, and I've really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it, it makes it a lot more meaningful and, and our team loves it because you're having an impact on, uh, you know, so many aspects of the business, not just marketing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think it's a really interesting approach and I'm sure our listeners can, can agree with this, but you know, one of the, one of the biggest challenges in HR is, is making that connection between the product or the service that you provide 
and 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 connecting that to an employee and their experience and their engagement in the workplace. And you know, I mean, I I've had a couple scenarios where you know I've had people quit to go work for a company that they just thought seemed cooler, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or or just seemed like more attractive for some reason because it was a known you know, a known employer or a known brand or, or something that they just perceived as, as maybe, you know, uh, uh, you know, just more fun. Uh, and so I, I think we can all reflect on those types of conversations or those types of experiences. So, um, yeah, I gotta believe you've got some stories of, of organizations that you've helped and you've, and you've seen, uh, some impacts, uh, to, to prevent things like that. Yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, we, we always say there's three components to a story. And, and that's sort of the, the basis of our process, telling a complete, comprehensive story, because, you know, people have different things that matter to them. You know, I, you may think that it's the result. It's, that's why people are always like, oh, it's not just pay that matters to people. Well, no shit. It's, it's not just pay. It's, you know, nobody. There's so many people that care about so much more than pay. It depends on people's experiences, their background. And so if if. If it's, you know, what we say is the attitude, drive and direction. So the attitude is like the emotional people. And, and really, we want to make sure that we define who you are uh, and how you connect in that way. Because some people, they've had bad experiences. They just want it you know, with, with bosses that didn't treat them with respect or a company that didn't really feel lively. As you're saying, it wasn't fun. So that attitude is is really important to them. Those are that could listen to their their heart people. They, they want to feel the connection and build trust emotionally. So that's the first side of it is having that attitude defined. And, and the second kind of people is, is sort of the, uh, the habit systems and processes people. They want to know, you know, what to expect, what's going to happen, what their day is going to look like, how it's going to be, how they're going to get along with the team, what kind of uh, culture do you have? So it's, it's the, those habit systems and processes that are employed. We try to really detail those. As a, as a second part of the story, uh, because the people, the, the, they really care about operational mindset first, and, and they, that's just the way that they function. And then finally, it's the direction of the company, and, and that's the, the, where the people can expect to head with this company. Where are they going? What are the, not just the results and the reputation, but what does the future hold? So that's the, the third part of any story that we do. So when you tell a, a story that includes all three of those components and you celebrate it through social media and you do it through films or and you do it in a way that's just you know time after time and it's real and you can do that because it's you know you don't need to write it uh, a script for these people uh, you know it's just celebrating it through content uh, you know you end up really uh, allowing people to attach in the way that matters most to them and know, and, and that is how you hire people more effectively because they're going to be able to see who you are. If you're a fun organization and somebody wants that and, and you're, you're real and authentic about celebrating that, they're going to come there. You know, that's just the way it goes. And, and if you're a, a some, some people don't like fun, they're introverts and they, they want to know that, that you're, they're just going to show up and you ask them to do their job. Here's the expectations and they get paid well. They're going to come there. But, you know, the fun person is probably not going to be there. and You probably don't want them there. So uh, it's it's because they're not going to be happy. So anyways, I think it's more about uh, just, you know, finding out the right fit. Some people just don't feel like they uh, want to be burdened with having to feel like they have to you know, participate at a certain level or being involved in a high octane uh, culture. So if you're able to define it 
and, and they connect with you on that level, then they're going to come there. But if it's something they don't want, then, then they don't. And I think it's just it's it's a way of, of not even just recruiting more effectively, you know, in terms of getting a number of clients, but getting the right clients because they're going to come to you because you're being real and authentic and, and they understand the experience ahead of time, you know? So that's, that's the big benefit there. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, I think what's so interesting about that, that approach and that, that, um, you know, the, the system that you've built around that is it, it is, it's about not only, defining your, you know, building your brand. Um, but it's also about making, allowing people the, the opportunity to kind of self-select, right? Like, Hey, I, I, you know, something like something resonates here. Like, and, and if you truly are authentic, you know, that's going to make it a whole lot easier to make sure that you're getting people who are the right, you know, fit for your organization or, um, or, or are the right fit for, you know, a, a consumer of whatever you're producing. So, yeah, and it's, and it's not even, it's also just running the race that is right for you. You know, it's everybody, a lot of times it's like a checklist when it comes to human resources of, you know, we got to say we do this, 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 and this. Oh, and I heard somebody else is talking about this. Oh, we got to do that too. And also we offer this. And, and, and what ends up happening is everybody's saying the same thing, you know, and, and truly when, when you when you understand who you are, and, and what differentiates you and, and you can own that. You don't have to be everything. You just have to be who you are because that those are the things that that, that how you're going to show up and, and, and people are going to say, yeah, they are like that. And then other people are going to start talking about it because when you understand who you are at your best and the most inspiring aspects of your business, those are the things that, that people are going to champion and they're going to talk about too and reinforce. And that's how your brand gets bigger and bigger and separates itself from all these other people that are just talking about ordinary things um, that, that are just checklists that everybody has to have. Uh, because after a certain point, uh, you know, you're just blending in with everyone else. So nobody can, nobody can replicate your people and the experience if you truly understand, you know, your people and what you're doing and you take pride in that. So that's, that's what our process is, is built to uncover and, and that's why we're able to help differentiate people and celebrate that story and, and, uh, and get people, you know, most importantly, to get the team on board. Because every rollout meeting that I ever do with a team, I say to them, you know, this is a this is the reputation you've earned. That we've uncovered. And, you know, we want to celebrate this because you guys work too hard not to differentiate yourself. So you can get better team members to work shoulder to shoulder with you so you can be more successful for your families. You know, so let's let, let's celebrate this reputation you've earned, take pride in it. And, and as, an, as an agency, we're going to do our best to do that and take that content and make sure that people understand it. And, and we take a great deal of pride in that honor of being able to represent a company in a culture. So that's that's the mindset, man. I mean, it makes it fun for everybody. So. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think what's so interesting, you know, and, and I want to talk a little bit about um, a little bit about the book here is the fact that, you know, that that your book is hitting on a couple really critical concepts, one of them being, you know, people being influencers, uh, which, of course, you know, that's kind of like that's everybody's goal that's graduating from high school right now is you know be a social media influencer, but also, you know, building a brand by engaging 
you know, the people who matter most, i.e., you know, your, your team, your, your key players. So, so as you, as you thought about that, as you were getting ready for the book, uh, I got to believe that you learned, you learned some interesting insights. So what, what were some insights as you were writing this, that, that really kind of surprised you? You know, it's, it's neat to see that that concept, the influencer concept, it applies to, to everything, really, uh, not just in people that you hire to represent your brand, but it hires in terms of the people that, you know, that are working in, in your company uh, and, and even, you know, the, the, the relationships that you have, sponsorships. I, I just talked with a, uh, a client today and, and they are uh, an organization that uh, really, they, they've been around sponsored community events. And one of the things we're down in Florida, so it's, they do fishing tournaments and that. And, and now they're, they're going to sponsor this, this you know, TV show that's about helping, you know, make fishing about family and helping disadvantaged kids go fishing. And, and, and it's really about trying to find the synergy between the sponsorship uh, and, and why it matters to them and celebrating that alignment. Because then that, 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 that sponsorship becomes more than the, just being one of the 27 people that are on the web page that are putting their logo out there. When you can explain and, and make people understand how you're truly integrated with this influencer, then, then, then their influence becomes something more than just, hey, they can get me these numbers and this following. It's about shared vision and values and being able to shine a light on that and educate people on it. It, it changes it. You know, it, that's that's a true relationship. Those are the people that matter most. Those are the relationships that matter most. When you can help people through education, understand why there's a true relationship there. And then, you know, for example, your team members will see that sponsorship and say, that's right. We do that. And, and we have been doing it. And, and so it's real to them. And it means more to them. You know, same thing with the, 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 the people that are out there in the community that have seen you back behind, you know, sponsoring fishing is what I'm telling the guy. And, and, you know, people have seen you do it for the last 10 years. Now you're bringing something saying fishing's always been important to us. It's about family. And, and now this is something that's more meaningful. And this is why it matters to us and why we wanted to get behind it. So, you know, it, it's understanding a way to make the most of relationships through authentic integration where your vision and values match up and everything gets better. And, and I, I tell you, it makes it makes things that, that seemingly are just, you know, doing it just to do it because you have, to, you know, corporate responsibility to support the community and just doing it and signing a check. It makes it more valuable to everybody. So that's 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 really the understanding of everyone's an influencer it's it's you know making the experience better for everyone by just truly you know educating people on where that relationship exists, why the relationship matters, and and uh, you know that's that's been a big uh, uh, difference maker. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, and I think it's something that you know in my seat as an HR professional, a lot of times we do get we get stuck with like the like oh here you get to do the charitable contributions budget yeah. Right. You're HR. You know, that, 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 that's how HR is. Like, it's like, oh, here are you, you're the person that has to, you know, monitor the permit parking passes and you know, all these random things. It's like, cause nobody else wants to. Right. Right. Uh, but I, I distinctly remember, you know, your story reminded me of a time when I was working um, at a, at a local manufacturer and it was, 
it was back in, you know, this would have been 08, 09. Um, you know, everybody was pinching every single dollar that they could. And so what, you know, what's one of the first budgets to go away? Well, the charitable contributions budget got slashed, the local budget, right? Which was, it wasn't much to begin with, you know, uh, very, very, very small. But with that, with those little dollars every year, what we were doing is we were sponsoring this local baseball team. And we're talking like a hundred dollars so that they could, you know, get shirts and, and hats for the, for the team. Right. And then these kids could go out and play T-ball. Um, and what I didn't realize, you know, I mean, you're just kind of like, Oh, well too bad, you know, sorry about that. I guess, I guess we just can't do that anymore. But what the ripple effect of not sponsoring that team did is that like we had so many employees that had kids on that team that when we didn't sponsor it, it's like the, the, the people that were like standing outside my office for this, like this, what seemed like a meager sponsorship were so, so frustrated. And for me, that was really eye opening. It was like, Oh wow, this really, you know, this really does matter. We should be pretty thoughtful about these types of things and, and kind of the impact of, of these types of things. But it, you know, that those employees saw that as, you know, we're supporting their kids. Yeah. We're supporting them learning teamwork. We're supporting them getting some work ethic uh, we're giving them something to safe to do outside of school. And we were supportive of all those things. And it's something that's, it's really easy to, to lose sight of um, when it's just a small little line item on the budget. Right. But yeah, it matters. It it matters a lot. Well, and, and, and that, that is a tremendous example of how it's, you know, I, I'm talking to you about a charity and how the, it's vision and values. And, 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 and that's another, another way of looking at it. But the way that you just talked about is, you know, really what that boiled down to is you're supporting the team members and their kids and their families. And, and, and you know, you, you don't know that because you don't have an education of that. But, for example, if you'd had social media posts about, hey, we support our team members, we support our team, we love seeing our kids, you know, what I mean? uh, and, and, and you celebrate that. Everybody knows that. Everybody's aware of it. And not only does it help the, the people that are making decisions not cut the hundred dollars. It's more than that. It's it's really the education helps people. More people feel good about it, you know, because it, it, it doesn't have to be their kids playing on that team. Their kids can play another sport and just say, hey, it's great that we or, or not play any sport at all. And just to say, hey, they support support us and it's meaningful. Um, so just understanding who you are, understanding the relationships you have. And, and that's a that's a tremendous example, because I, I, I've seen. I had a company that uh, they have uh, they sponsored this basketball team uh, that was a, you know basically a, like a local basketball team that competes and and they went they wear the jerseys from the company and uh, you know they've had three team members on that basketball team who are leaders in their company and and they put it on Facebook and they win the championship and they you know they, they treat it like it's a big deal and this is a company that has six hundred team members and they're sponsoring you know they're talking about this. But it, it makes a big difference. And, and about five years later, they had another guy who uh, runs uh, races cars, and he put the company logo on the car, and they're so celebrating that. It's it's just it's that's one part of it. It's and, and those those employees they become influencers for them because now not only they they just very happy they're getting sponsored, but they're, you know, they're like, Hey, these guys are backing us up. This is what they're doing. And it just spreads goodwill across the whole company. It becomes stories that you can uh, celebrate and talk about. We're actually doing a film on 
on that this year. So it's, you know, you can make the most of that content. So I love that. You know, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's awesome. And, and, you know, we're not sitting here saying, Hey, you got to go sponsor a sports team, but, but, you know, but I, I do think it is telling to, to, to be thoughtful about, okay, what, what do I support? What do my employees care about? But I think one of the things I want to start to dig into a little bit is, you know, this isn't about invention. So, so walk us through your, your approach on, um, I, I love, I love the way this is, is described. It's, it's, uh, don't invent reveal. Yes. Yeah. So really our process that we, every relationship we've done in 13 years, we've been doing brand story experts has begun with our process. And the first part of it is an impression analysis. And it's really, uh, you know, taking a look at <coughs> the impressions that surround the company. So we get a list, we start with the internal list of uh, team members, management, stakeholders, vendors, anybody who's close and, and internal has a perspective from that level. And let's just say it's a hundred, hundred people. Um, it could be a thousand people, you know, but if it's a hundred people, then we triple that uh, on people that are outside list. And that's going to be new customers, old customers, uh, people that aren't working directly for the company. Uh, or involved. So they'll have an impression, but it's not going to be the same, right? So we do three to 400 at that time, three or four times, because they're not going to respond at the same rate. And we want a nice, even 360 impression analysis. So once we have that list, we send them, uh, you know, 120 attributes, ask them to choose the top 20 that best represent the brand, ask them to narrow that down to 10, um, and by selecting or deselecting the ones that they don't want to choose. And then the last one, the force ranking of saying rank them in, in dominance, one being the most dominant, the 10 being the least. That force ranking really, uh, there's a psychology behind it. It really causes them to say, look, I'm going to put these in order. One, this is the most dominant thing that I see in this company, all the way down to 10. You know, positive and negative attributes uh, and, and really what we get is uh, we do a value reverse valuation um, and, and we get a top 15 of where people visualize, uh, you know, the, the impressions surrounding the brand. And it, 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 when, when you see things at the top or see how attributes stack, it's it's we don't need to wonder whether or not you are seen that way. I mean, we're learning how people perceive you and not just perceive you in, in, in a way that is, uh, you know, individual it's everybody it's it's employees team members these are the things that shine through unmistakably so that's that's what we use if you know and and you know it, it shows us a lot about the brand and there's so many times i can tell you that the management or owners of the company president founder whoever there's such a we, we also look at what their top 10 is in relationship to the top 15 and the stakeholders and show them where there's connection and disconnect. And, and we've uncovered some, some huge disconnection, uh, you know, this points of disconnection that, that, that changed everything, you know, for, for the company. And I, I write about that in a, in a book for, you know, one of the biggest things is a lot of people think they're community minded and they'll put that at community oriented, put that at number one. And, and you have three, Three stakeholders that are saying, "Oh, yeah, one and one has it at one, another one has it at two, another one has it at one." It doesn't even make the top fifteen, you know, because that's what that's what they that's what their perception is. 
And, and unfortunately, so many companies are, you know, kind of defining who they are based on the stakeholders opinion of, you know, whatever their mission statement is or, or whatever they feel like they are. And it's not truly who they are. So I, I think it's important to always start with something that, that so I, I like the impression analysis. I didn't invent the impression analysis, but I, I, I love it because it, it shows you uh, in, in who you are and the reputation you've earned. And, you know, that part is the starting point for our process. And, and it does reveal uh, the characteristics of the brand. We've, we've never had it in 13 years, hundreds of assessments. I've never had somebody say that's not us, not one time. And you can't, you cannot argue with it. So it starts with that. And then uh, the, the second part is a survey that the stakeholders take. Now, at that point, if they have pages and pages and pages of notes, we're looking for the statements that kind of illustrate how they're earning those attributes, right? So we pull out statements through their survey, 22 questions, they each get them. So if I have two stakeholders, three or four, I'm pulling out quotes and, and then I'm looking for patterns once I have those quotes pulled out. And, and when we have that, we'll, result will be a summary that will basically tell you who the brand is um, and, and it will represent their attitude. It will represent the habit systems and processes that matter most. And it'll, rep it'll represent the direction that people can expect to go with the experience with that brand. So that's what that brand story summary is. And, it, you know, that becomes the, the benchmark for our content. So um, I, and, and, and the beauty of doing it that way is when you get up and you, and you ask team members to participate or you have a film that asks team members to participate, you can illustrate to them and say, hey, this isn't a marketing company that, that created this. This isn't something that came from your owners. This is the reputation you've earned. This is how people saw you. This is how we're going to basically clarify it. And then here's the plan to, to celebrate it. So that's how it works. I think it's really fascinating. Um, you know, I love the, I love the systematic approach, but you know, it, it just, it just reminds me so much of some of the work that we do, uh, you know, internally in the businesses there, you know, there's so much talk right now of trying to be, you know, authentic and, you know, it, it reminds me of um, what I what I would call the realistic job preview approach, which is where instead of trying to hire a candidate and quote sell them on a job, you know, try to like like hey, you know, you this is the best company ever, everything's wonderful, yeah, we're super community minded, um, blah blah blah. You're actually trying to convince them about some of the challenges that they will face and see if that's something that they're okay with. Um, and, and my entire approach with that is, listen, I, you know, this isn't sunshine and puppy dogs and rainbows every single day, but it's super rewarding. And here's why, and here's what it's like to work here. Um, and, and my experience with that is I, I worked for an organization, um, who shall remain nameless that, you know, it was all about, it was all about the marketing. It was all about like, here's a flashy job title. It's going to get, it's going to be super cool. Look at all the cool stuff that you get here, you know, it, and, you know, it was very marketing focused, but then we would see 40% turnover in the first year because right. people would get it. And then they'd be like, this isn't what you told me. This sucks. I have to work these crazy hours and this hard sometimes. Like you told me this was going to be great. And I was going to be, you know, a, a, a manager 
of a senior manager in like a year and that's not going to happen. You know, I mean, it's just like, it, I, I've seen that enough that it's like, yeah, it's, it's gotta be authentic or, or you will eventually, you're going to pay the price one way or another. You might well, hire more people. Pay the price on both ends too, because right. you, nobody wants to work in a company that has people leaving and talking shit about the fact that they were lied to on the culture. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make the people that are staying there like, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? I, it's not what I, you know, because they, you know, people are going to get into your culture. They're going to make connections and that's only going to infect your culture. And then eventually, not only is your recruiting, so, you, you're doing that to recruit more people, but now your retention suffers because now your people that are there are like, what the hell am I doing still here? This place does suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, you, you got to be who you are. And, and I'll tell you one of the things that I really like. What you said reminded me the best part of my book. I, I, I really love the idea that, that, you know, people talk about telling stories and telling people, you know, I mean, it's and it's telling to sell is really the poison in in the marketing industry and in, in the corporate industry. It's doing exactly what you're what you're talking about, finding the right way to phrase things, getting training on, say this to get people to do that. All this training around conversions and, and selling people. So what I say is don't tell to sell. That's not the opportunity. The opportunity is to celebrate a story, to educate. So celebrate to educate rather than tell to sell. And when you celebrate who you are and what the experience is like and who your team members are and, and you celebrate the culture and what it truly is, you're, you're going to educate the people who matter most. And those people are going to make connections. And that connection is going to be real because you're not fucking lying to them. Sorry, I cursed. <laughs> and, and, and nobody wants to be nobody wants to be lied to. Uh, and and to, nobody wants to be recruited that way. And they sure as hell don't want that to once they once they're there, start figuring out what's true and what's not. You know, so so just celebrate who you truly are to educate the right people. And you will be successful with recruiting and retention. Right. You, you can only get better because you, the honesty wins. Trust wins. You know, and, and when people when you're real and people know that they can take pride in that. They'll come there because they respond to that and they want to be a part of it. And when they want to be a part of it, you know, then, then the snowball, if it just the, everything builds. So that's that's the key. man. it's it's understanding who you are from the start, taking pride in it, owning it and celebrating it. And that's, that's the key. Absolutely. And then, you know, and then here's the whole, here's the whole circle, right? We're, and then we go all the way back around to the coin where everybody usually starts and, and the marketing and the product and the customer, if your employees are all aligned and they're, and they're rowing the same direction and, and, and loving it and it's working, you're going to have your customers taken care of too. And ultimately it's just a big, big friendly cycle, right? It works. Because your employees now become influencers because they're jazzed about it. They're talking about people. They're, they're, they're reinforcing those things. You're doing it on your, your marketing company. Just say, hey, just shine a light on the people that are, that are celebrating the company. Just shine a light on us executing on the promises that, we, that we're proud of. And when you're doing that, it, it just not only does it happen online, that it happens with your people. You, you get people who work for you that are bringing in and, you know, their friends, telling their friends and recruiting for you that way. Uh, you, I mean, you, when, then when you do a referral program, it, it means something because it's, it's, it's now not just, hey, go out and sell somebody on this place. It's like, hey, you know, 
tell them you, we want them to, to know what you think is special about this place. You know, what we're celebrating, go out and do it and we're going to reward you. So it's pretty awesome. Absolutely. I love it. It makes so much sense. And I think what's, what's exciting about it is, you know, you're, it, it, this isn't just a, like a, a, a marketing project. Like this is a full holistic approach to an entire marketing strategy um, that starts with employees and engagement and influencers and celebration of, of some of the great things that an organization does. So I love the yeah. approach. With that being said, we are, uh, we could keep talking for another hour, I'm sure, but uh, we are quickly coming to the end of our time together. So I want to shift gears. We're going to go into the Rebel HR flash round. Are you ready? Yep. All right, here we go. Question number one What is your favorite people book? You know, I I, uh, I, I really liked uh, Epic Content Marketing. With was a game changer for me because it was something that uh, uh, really allowed me to look at marketing not just as a way of selling people. It was a it was someone who kind of believed what I believed, and it was I identified, and it really taught me a lot about people and communicating and. And so for me, it's, it's, uh, that was, a, that was and, and I guess there's going to be a, uh, a new one coming out, a new version. I mean, I think that's like 10 years old, but, uh, new one coming out next year. So I'm pretty excited about it. Joe Polizzi wrote that and, and I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. All right. Check it out. Anybody in recruitment marketing, uh, if you haven't that, you know, great marketing, uh, book recommendation. Question number two, who should we be listening to? I, that question—that's a great question. I—I I, uh, I think you got to listen to as many perspectives as possible. I, one of the best tools that I've ever had and found is, is the, the Blinkist app. I, I get on that thing. I don't know if you have that or not, but uh, you know, it, it enables you to listen to dozens and dozens and dozens of people and, and learn about their you know ten things, 10 blinks of 10 chapters and go through books in 15 minutes. Uh, you know, so that I, I think listening for me, it enabled me to hear so many different points. And then when I want to learn something more on the book, I'll, I'll download the audio book or I'll go buy the book and read it. But, um, if I would give a recommendation on what people should be listening to, I'd say that app and, you know, making notes, I've got my whole, my, my team on it. I mean, it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great tool. Yeah, absolutely. And it, we're not sponsored by Blinkist, but I will say, um, you know, for someone like me, who's like, I'm, I'm uh, you know, like borderline ADHD and like, I'm always like chasing squirrels at like, it's, it's just short enough for me to stay focused and, and attentive enough. And also helps me understand, okay, do I really want to invest like, uh, you know, a, a lot of hours into reading this full book? Or do I just want the Cliff Notes version, right? So yeah, I mean, I actually, I'm not. I mean, they, they, my book is not on Blinkist. I, I had it on. I don't know what the process is, so I should be anti-Blinkist. But uh, you know, <laughs> it's so good that you know, I, I, I do, I do love it. And, and to your point, it's it's the the attention span, and it's it's really like okay, something's got to grab you to spend the time to go through a whole book. And if I, if I listen to something, oh man, I find myself stopping and or writing down notes and, and, and uh, makes you, it makes you think it's, it's just a great tool for people in any, uh, you know, in any capacity you can get. And, 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 and also, last thing I'll say about it is, uh, you know, 
because things are crossing over now, it's not just marketing. I, I love what you said. It's a, you know marketing for you know it's it's content in, in a book that I said. I mean, I know this is HR, but things are crossing over. HR needs to know about marketing. HR you know, needs to know about you know culture development. There's so many different things. So just reading books that are just for your industry, you know that that's that's not going to do it now. So you just get things where they kind of bleed over, and you can take a look and really become an expert and, and help this uh, that knowledge base just grow. So to me, it's a it's a good way because if you, you can't read every book out there, and um, when it comes to the disciplines that really are, are prominent in your field, so hundred percent. I think that's really well put. You know, it's um, it, it's interesting. It, back, I don't know when quarantine hit and COVID was going on crazy and stuff. I kind of made a, a, um, a an intentional decision to get outside of HR because I because I was having a, I mean I was dealing with stuff that was way outside of my normal comfort zone, um, and I got really you know I I actually went back to like learning about accounting and investing. Because I just knew as we were working through some of the pandemic stuff, I realized, wow, I need to sharpen the, the, the axe a little bit on, on some of the stuff that I know here because there are really big decisions being made based on these items. I better know what the heck I'm looking at and, and why these decisions are being made. And, you know, it's stuff like that that like um, that's been one of the more powerful uh, things that I've, I've experienced here as far as my own self-development. So I agree 100%. You got to get outside of your – Get outside, get outside of your comfort zone a little bit. So, well, I, it's exciting time to be. It's exciting time to be in HR because you guys are, are doing so much more with the organizations these days, man. It's awesome. It's a, it's a far cry from being the guy outside giving out parking tickets for my my permit <laughs> parking passes. But that did, that is a literal story that legitimately happened early in my career. So, <laughs> all right, last question: How could our listeners connect with you and learn more? Uh, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. Kelly Keenan SR is the my you know is on there. I'm on Twitter. You know, you can Kelly at Brand Story Experts. You want to send me an email? You know, or, that's my company, Brand Story Experts. So I'm available, so you can get in touch with me any of those ways, man. I appreciate awesome. the time. Absolutely. Um, likewise, thank you so much for spending some time with us. The book again, check it out. Everyone is an influencer. Building a brand by engaging the people who matter most, uh, Kelly. It's been a, a wonderful conversation. Really appreciate the uh, the energy uh, and 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 the work and uh, and sharing some of your expertise with us today. Awesome, thank you, man. Thanks. All right, that does it for the Rebel HR podcast. Big thank you to our guests. Follow us on Facebook at Rebel HR Podcast, Twitter at Rebel HR Guy. Or see our website at rebelhumanresources.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rebel HR Podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any of the organizations that we represent. No animals were harmed during the filming of this podcast. Baby. <laughs>